Hello and welcome back. My name is Luke and you're listening to another episode of the Next Stage Podcast by Web Summit. We all have a universal understanding that visuals such as red denotes danger, a green man on a traffic light means it's safe to cross, and a skeleton skull on a bottle of unknown liquid means poison. When it comes to design, communication is immediate. It's easy and transcendent. But other than simply being consumers of design, Canva CEO and co-founder Melanie Perkins poses a question from center stage of Web Summit 2019. Can we empower everyone to create? So, the slightly different note that I wanted to take you on for a moment today is that I want to tell you about what design is not. So, what I believe design is not is making things look pretty. Design is so much more than that. It is not learning tools. It is not something that should be exclusive and reserved only for a few. What I believe design is, is communication. And this is something that I've been on a quest now for the last 10 years in order to prove. So, I believe that design should be simple and accessible to the whole world. It should be available for people who, whether they're a small business, whether or not they're a nonprofit, whether or not they've got very little income, regardless of where they are in the world, I wanted to ensure design was accessible to everyone. It's been an absolute roller coaster ride filled with trials and tribulations and so much rejection along the way. But today I want to share a little bit about our story, and hopefully by the end of it, you'll certainly know that design is for absolutely everyone and not just reserved for a few. So I want to start with three really quick questions. And the first, when I have been to a number of yoga classes, what happens? Everyone kind of gets there, and they're sitting there in the yoga class, and everyone's kind of a bit serious, ready to take on their practice. And everyone's kind of ignoring everyone else around them. But then in one of my classes once, they said, can you say hello to your neighbor? And it kind of brought everyone back into the same room, realizing you're sitting there with a bunch of other humans who all have their own goals. And it's quite a fun thing to do. So what I'd love you to do is take a moment, say hello to your neighbor, someone that you don't know. Go on, shake their hand. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you very much. So hopefully now I've got a little more of a friendly face around you in the audience. So the next thing I would like to ask you all, stand up if you feel comfortable using professional design programs. Go on, actually stand up. Excellent, we have quite a creative audience amongst us. Okay, now, stay standing, stay standing. Now, the next question is, stand up if you've ever had a design need, whether that's a presentation, a pitch deck, a marketing material, social media graphics. Pretty much everyone, yeah, go and stand up. Okay, excellent. That was precisely my point. You may all take a seat, thank you very much. So, the point that I believed was there are a lot of people who have design needs, but there are a much smaller number of people that can actually go and spend a number of years learning these programs. Um, so this is actually one of my slides from my decks years gone by. Uh, I believe that there's a lot of people that have design needs and a small number of people that can actually use them. So I want to tell you a little bit about my story today. 
So I was at university years ago, and I thought these design programs were super complicated, and that in the future, I just couldn't imagine that they were all going to be these complicated programs that you'd have to learn years to navigate. Um, I thought these were way too hard. And not only did you have to go and learn these design programs, you had to go and navigate this crazy ecosystem. So you have to go and learn the programs. And back in the day, it was like $1,500 to buy these programs. Then you'd study design for a number of years. You'd go to a stock photography library, and you'd purchase and download stock photos. You'd go to a layout library and purchase and download layouts. You'd go to a font library. You'd go and depatch each image and prepare each vector. You'd finally receive photos and content by email and go backwards and forwards many times again. You get to the fun part, which is design. So you could take all of those elements and actually create a design. Then you'd upload and email the PDF and make revisions. And then finally, you'd prepare it for web or print. This was crazy and complicated and it was not taking advantage of the technology that I thought that we had. Also, there was lots and lots of big companies in each of these different markets. Um, and so I thought, you know, what we should do, just take this entire design ecosystem, integrate it into one page, and then make it accessible to the whole world. Seems like a reasonable idea, right? Well, uh, it was a reasonable idea, but the reality was I was 19. I had no business experience, no design experience, no marketing or software, or like literally any relevant experience whatsoever. So uh, set to work with my boyfriend, my mom's living room became our office. And we started to take on, rather than take on the entire world of design, decided to take on school yearbooks in Australia. This was us standing very proudly with our first website, Fusion Books. Um, and then started to take over her ha whole house. So we ended up with printing presses to print and deliver those yearbooks. We ended up with staff there. Uh, really started to take over a house, the very generous mum that I have. Um, and then we started having lunches together as a team. Started taking increasingly dorky photos, but we were really proud. These were without some of our first yearbooks. Um, and we're just doing absolutely every single thing we possibly could to get the product off the ground. Um, we went in an inventor competition, and we became, said we were the world's most sophisticated, easy-to-use, multi-user publishing system. Um, we took lots of, we, and we became runner-up. We um, came runner-up, and we wore lots of dorky suits. Um, and I happened to chance upon an incredible investor who was over from Silicon Valley in Perth which is the, happens to be the most isolated city in the world. And I presented the future of publishing, how we were going to beat Google Docs and Microsoft and become the dominant online publishing system of the future. Um, he said he'd be, meet with me if I went over to San Francisco, and so I did. Um, but I didn't get a raving reception. I got a lot of rejection, such as, the biggest issue is distance. I'm honestly and unfortunately not comfortable doing a deal in Australia. Unfortunately, right now, I do not think it is quite the right fit just now. Each of these rejections were rather heartbreaking on my quest to take design to the masses to and to enable everyone to design. There was more. There is not a lot of excitement amongst my partners to invest in a pre-launch international seed investment. And then there was a program designed to help entrepreneurs. This is what they wrote. I did not buy into the notion that this was a platform that would dominate the non-professional market. I think Microsoft Publish is quite good and very easy. <laughs> Wasn't quite what I was looking for. Each one of these rejections were incredibly painful and definitely were not setting us up for success at this point. 
In fact, in 2011, this was a note that I wrote to myself at quite a low moment. Mel, you're extremely tired. You're in a challenging situation, though you can pull through. Nothing bad is really happening. You're just feeling depressed because you are used to achieving things quickly. It's a hard environment. There is no doubt you will succeed and you will find the team you need, get the investment you need, and build the company you've always wanted. You've chosen to put yourself in a challenging situation. If it wasn't challenging, you wouldn't feel as satisfied when you get to the end goal. Reading that in years gone by, I was pretty impressed by how much strength I had to believe still in this crazy big vision, despite the fact that a lot of people were not telling me that that was the way to go. This is one of my favorite quotes. The reason we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes footage with everyone else's highlight reel. And I think that that is incredibly true for all of us, regardless of what goal it is we're pursuing. It seems like it's easy for everyone else. Everyone else is just kind of having things of, you know, working for them when we're struggling. I think that is so, such an important quote for that exact point. But we persevered for years, and eventually we raised our seed round and were able to actually get to work. We started to grow our team, and we started to be able to build this product that we were so excited about. And then we had a year of development, and then we were so so close to launch, and we decided to put our product on a site called usertesting.com, where you can watch someone use your product. Um, people were so scared of design, and every single little button, uh, we didn't want people to have to go and learn and read an instruction manual. So yeah, it was obvious. You click on the thing, that it should pop up. But rather than trying to make people learn our tools, what we wanted to do was to ensure that we learned the way users wanted to use our product. And so we made a tiny little change, and then all of a sudden we had quite a different reception. But I think what was so cool was to learn that all these tiny little tweaks to change the program gave people confidence to actually be able to start designing and to start to be able to express their ideas. And that made me really happy because I just spent the last eight years of my life on something worthwhile. <laughs> um, then we did a little bit more development, and then Finally, we were ready to launch, and we launched Canva to the World in 2013, which was incredibly exciting. All of a sudden, that entire design ecosystem that I imagined being integrated in one page and accessible to the whole world actually started to come true. And then we started to grow our community, and after one year, we had 1.3 million designs created per month. And then, we were very, very excited about this fact as a team. And then after two years, we had 5.8 million designs created per month. And now after five years, we have an amazing team of 700 people. Can I get a drum roll, just a little like this? Yeah. So after five years, we have now, yeah, go on. This is what we do in our team. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Thank you. Now after five years, we've had 139 million designs created per month, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, thank you. <laughs> and so every month we've had more than 20 million people designing in Canva, but we feel like we're 1% of the way there. We're 1% done on our mission to truly empower the whole world to design. In fact, we're 0.62% if you look at our 20 million compared to the 3.2 billion people on the internet. We've had 1.9 billion designs created, which is a kind of crazy number. But one single design can have so much impact. 
This design helped a lady to find her birth mother. This design is starting to help people get jobs. There are so many stories. There's a US uh, sheriff who uses Canva to create wanted posters and just actually cr caught criminals. There are so many incredible stories coming from empowering the whole world to design. A year or so ago, there was this crazy story. In Australia, the government was holding refugees on a detention, in a detention centre outside Australia. What was happening was there was actually 100 children that were, that were being held there. But people didn't know much about this. It wasn't part of the common vernacular at all across the country. So what actually needed to happen was World Vision decided that they wanted to spread this knowledge of the fact that there were so many people being held in detention, so many children. And so what they did, they actually created a campaign of designs. And through that campaign of designs, it ended up reaching the UN and celebrities and hundreds and thousands of people started to actually bring visibility to this. And then by the end of the year, they had actually took those 100 children off the detention, out of the detention center and off the island. So it just truly spoke to the power of design being communication and just how important it is for design to be able to unite and take people, um, take people and solve problems. So I hope I've been able to prove today that design isn't just about making things look pretty. I hope I have been able to prove that design really does have the power to make change. So I would love you all to ponder, what would you like the world to look like in the future? And I think that that is something that I spend an incredible amount of time doing, because I think we underappreciate just how much power we have as investors, as startups, um, as the whole world, to be able to bring about real change. And so I hope that we can all help to design the future that we want. Because design, I believe, is for absolutely everyone. Thank you so very much for having me today.